Bank Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Welcome to another episode of Dodgers Dugout Live Dodgers Nation. We're going to unpack what happened last night. The fallout from a game two loss. The Dodgers lose four to two. They're now on the brink of elimination. It's been a disaster in the NLDS. If you have seen this Dodgers offense, please return them to 1000 Vin Scully Avenue. It looks like we have some audio issues. Are we okay? Are we all right? We're all good to go. But yeah, it has been bad. And we're going to break things down. We've had a night to sleep on it. It feels like a nightmare is just continuing itself in this series. We're going to talk about Bobby's outing, what went right, what went wrong. This offense is failing to capitalize on opportunities. And I'm here to tell you that I am sick and tired of this team underachieving in the postseason. It's the same movie every single year. It is Groundhog's Day. Okay. And we saw it. So many years in a row. We saw it against the Braves. We saw it against the Padres. We saw it this year so far. Things need to change. Now, this is a team that's capable of winning three straight games. This is an offense that if they start to click, they could carry this team to a series win. They could advance the NLCS. But right now, things are looking bleak. Things aren't looking good. And the first thing I want to start with is getting to some of your comments because I know you guys have been lighting up the comments here on the news show. And we appreciate it. I talked to Couple of you guys yesterday on the field and the comments, we're going to read them after every segment. So keep those comments going. You can see them on the screen. Let's read a couple here to get things kicked off. We're going to dive in this guy. Some serious thoughts on this team and the future of this franchise, because this is unacceptable. This is unacceptable. The performance from this Dodgers team is not going to cut it last night. Really? The first big takeaway was just looking at that Dodger stadium crowd. That crowd came charged. They were ready to erupt. They were ready to explode. I love the moment when Bruce Dark Radrock comes out of the game. He gets pumped up. He points to this guy and the team. They look like they got a boost of energy, but still, they weren't able to come through. The Dodgers, they had their opportunities. We're going to break this one down. I'm going to tell you what I think about this team heading into game three and if they can stave off elimination. But let's start with Bobby Miller. And yes, Bobby Miller He's someone that has all the potential in the world. He's someone that he's going to be in the front of this Dodgers rotation for possibly the next eight to 10 years. That's how good Bobby Miller is. But hey, the brights were a little too, the lights were a little too bright for him in game one. He just struggled to keep those emotions in check. And he just didn't have the command of that fastball. He wasn't able to locate it. And you look at this Diamondbacks team, they're not chasing, they're not expanding and they're not trying to hit pitches out of the zone, and they're making them throw strikes, and they did just that. But the first thing you need to know is that the Dodgers pitching in this series, starting pitching has been an absolute dumpster fire. It has been historically bad. Clayton Kershaw and Bobby Miller have combined to record six outs, six outs from your starting pitchers, okay? The starting pitchers have allowed nine runs in just two innings combined, Arizona, they've been pouncing on chances to just continue to add to their lead. And really, the Dodgers, they haven't been able to do the same. The Dodgers starting pitchers have a combined 4-5 ERA in this series. Kershaw and Bob Miller combined through two games. Nine earned runs allowed in two innings of work. That is the worst starting pitcher ERA. The worst ERA for two starting pitchers to start a postseason series in the history of Major League Baseball. Wow, looks like the Dodgers are making history, but it's in the wrong way. And if you look at what was not working for Bobby Miller is, look, I think that you look at the first at-bat to Carroll, who, by the way, Corbin Carroll has been better than Mookie and Freddie combined. We're going to get to that in a little bit. But Bobby Miller, you look at that first at-bat, he falls behind to Corbin Carroll three in one, gets a strike on the fifth pitch, on the sixth pitch, he misses with a fastball inside. What did you see in that at bat? Was unable to land the curveball. Throws 
throws five fastballs, one curveball. Next at bat, the Marte bunt was absolutely brilliant. That threw this Dodgers defense off. He missed with the changeup down the zone. And then the fam single, he gets ahead in the count 0-2 and, and then throws two balls. Then on the fifth pitch, four-seam fastball, inner half, he hits it for a single. They're able to score their first run of the game, make it one nothing, And then fam steals second. And then Moreno, he finishes that up, follows that up there on the 2-2 count. He hits a ground out to short. That scores Marte to make it 2 nothing, And then Guriel... He falls that up on a 2-1 count with a single to center. What do you see in that at bat? Missing with the slider down in the zone. Then Thomas, he struck him out with a changeup. So really issue for Bobby Miller was he was unable to have any command at all with that breaking stuff. And that's what has to set up the fastball. Good hitters, they can time up a bullet. These are big league hitters. And they're going to be sitting on his fastball. They're going to find a way to put the ball in play. And they did just that. Then you jump to the second inning, allows that single to Longoria on the eighth pitch. Same story in that at bat. Misses with the changeup, misses with the curveball down in the zone. Then Perdomo gets a sack to third to make it get the runners on second there. And you got in that situation a curveball he missed down in the zone. Then he walks Carroll, gets ahead in the count 0 2, falls behind, misses. Curveball, curveball, curveball. And then Marte, he fouled the catcher. And that was all she wrote for Bobby Miller. So really, this kind of goes back to what happened before game one. And everyone was saying that, okay, you got Kershaw on the mound. He's been pitching better. He's the guy who has the track record of being your first ballot Hall of Famer. But what I say, Clayton Kershaw, he has averaged to a just above average in his career in the postseason. He's not playing healthy. That shoulder is like Rice Krispie treats right now. Okay. It can't be feeling good. And one of the main reasons why I wanted to see Bobby Miller starting game one is because you don't add additional pressure to a pitcher. It's already going to be a lot of pressure as it is making your postseason debut for the Dodgers in front of 50,000 fans. But then you compound that by making him have to be the stopper, making him have to be the guy that follows up that terrible outing by Clayton Kershaw. So, so in that situation, that's why I thought it was bad because I feel like Bobby went out there and when things didn't go his way, he started to feel the pressure. There was the freak out factor. He's like, holy crap, this can't happen again. And you put this offense in a position where this entire series, this Dodgers offense, this entire series has not gone to the plate without trailing. Okay. They have not had the ability to go out there and try to add to a lead or get a lead when it's zero, zero. Now I want to give Dave Roberts credit. I thought that pull for bruised our Gratterall in that situation was phenomenal. I think the bullpen as a whole, we're going to talk about them in a little bit, but bruised our Gratterall. He was sensational last night for the Dodgers. He was great. They couldn't have asked for any more from the bazooka. He ended up escaping that jam easily when he comes in, he retired this side in order in the third inning, and they needed just nine pitches to record his first four outs. He was back in the fourth inning as well as the first time in his major league career that he's pitched parts of three innings. So he was outstanding. After getting the first two outs of the fourth, Gratterall, he walked the number nine hitter, Perdomo, on four pitches. Doc comes out, gives him the hook. You got the chorus of booze there, and then it turns into cheers when he is hyping the crowd up, and then... That actually matches career high with two innings. So after that, you bring in a Ryan Brazier. We'll talk about that. And then this offense, though, they're putrid. This offense has not shown up. This is a Mook, Mookie Betts-led offense. He's supposed to be the stir that's the, the straw that stirs the drink for this offense. Hey, I guess we're not giving out straws anymore, right? They don't allow the straws. He's not anywhere to be found, okay? He's not even the paper straw right now. He's not even the crazy straw. They're just not giving out straws. He is not existing right now for the Dodgers. And we're going to start right there because you look at these opportunities. The Dodgers had opportunities in the fifth, in the sixth, in the seventh, in the eighth. They scored one run. They scored one run. Okay. It's unacceptable. Usually the recipe for success for this Dodgers team is four runs, 10 hits, double digit hits, four runs. You're probably going to win, right? They've gotten four runs and 10 hits in two games. That's not going to cut it. This offense should be embarrassed. This team and organization should be embarrassed. This is going to go down potentially as one of the worst postseason collapses, one of the worst postseason series that this franchise has ever had. 
Okay. And the only time they've ever been down 0-2 in a division series, they got swept by the Braves in the 90s. Now, do I think the Dodgers can come back and win this series? There's a chance. I'll tell you why I think there's a chance a little bit later. But for now, let's focus on why this team has been so disappointing and lackluster through the first two games. And you look at this offense. They put up just four runs in over those first two games. The Diamondbacks, they've scored 15. They've lost 13 runners on base, including back-to-back failed opportunities with the bases loaded in game two. Yet back-to-back, back-to-back opportunities with bases loaded and they were able to come through. Now, I think if you look at those opportunities, you got to start with Mookie Betts. And Mookie Betts, look, he's a great player. He's a Hall of Famer, but he has not shown up. Mookie, if you've seen Mookie Betts, please return to 1000 Vince Gully Avenue. He is a milk box Mookie at this point. If you look at Mookie's last three series, the 2021 NLCS, the 2022 NLDS against the Padres in this series, Mookie has gone a combined six for 44 in its last three postseason series, six for 44. He hasn't hit a home run since the 2021 NLDS against the giants. When your best player is a no show, it's going to be a problem. This team goes as Mookie goes. He is the catalyst for this team, but MLB has been MIA. He has not shown up. And you look at last night, the at-bat quality was just bad. The Mookie has gone two for 19 since the start of the 2022 postseason. He's just, he's doing awful. Okay. Legends are made in October, not August. Okay. 51 hits in August. Great. But legends are made in October, not August. And if you look at his at-bat quality from last night, it was absolutely atrocious. First ad bat of the game. He takes a ball outside second pitch, a fly out 82.9 miles per hour off the bat. A 30 expected batting average second at bat two two count fastball inner half fly out to left 82.2 miles per hour off the bat a 30 expected batting average bottom of the fifth inning a big opportunity for this Dodgers team to get back in this game create some momentum like I said that Dodgers crowd was ready to pop last night if the Dodgers were able to get a lead they were going to give it back with that stellar bullpen that allowed one run in seven to third inning of work. And they probably would have gone to win that series. The de- the deficit was insurmountable, right? You're down three, nothing. You're down four, one. Okay. You can come back and win that game. Mookie bets though. You're $365 million, man. Your face of the franchise, a guy that told sports illustrated that one of his goals is to make it into the hall of fame. Bottom of the fifth inning after an Outman walk in a Rojas single, Mookie at the plate, first pitch, fielder's choice run out. A first pitch, not taking a few pitches, not working the count a little bit, just overamped, overly aggressive, had an expected batting average of 80. Okay, and then you jump to the bottom of the seventh. Second pitch, Mookie reaches on an error. He hit the ball 64.1 miles per hour for an 80 expected batting average. So he did next to nothing. And If this team is going to make a comeback, Mookie Betts is going to have to wake up. I don't know what's happened with Mookie Betts. I don't know if they've come down and they've absolutely space jammed his talents or what it's been like, but he does not look like the same guy. And I think that Mookie is someone that we know he's a phenomenal player. We know he's a great talent, but when your best player is not showing up, it's going to be an issue. And Dave Roberts was heated. You can tell as far as Dave Roberts goes, He's not going to be one of those guys that is all fiery and passionate, at least publicly, but you can tell he was agitated. I'm going to talk about the night that Dave Roberts had and a move that maybe was semi questionable, but really for the most part, I think he did a great job and pulled all the right levers, but offensively you could tell he was frustrated and specifically with some of his superstars on this team. Let's hear, let's give a listen to what Dave Roberts had to say after the game about this Dodgers struggling offense. You know, I, I didn't. I didn't love the uh, the the pitch selection. Um, you know, there were some balls out of the zone, and there were some uh, borderline balls or pitches that you know we offered at that you know we didn't give ourselves a chance to get into counts. And so, you know, I saw you know some expansion, uh, some pitches that were pitchers' pitches that we we offered at. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of that's just uh, what I saw, and um, we had opportunities. But you know, when you get opportunities, you got to you got to cash in. You know, I, th- I think that um, I think Freddie's taking good swings. Uh, he barreled two balls last night. Um, 
you know, uh, Mookie, I think it's just one of those. I think he's um, expanding a little bit. You know, he's really good at controlling the strike zone and, and hitting his pitches. But I think uh, the first couple games, it seems more that he's uh, being aggressive on, on pitchers' pitches. And, um, you know, I wouldn't say chasing, but, but not really hitting the swinging at the pitches that, you know, he can slug. And uh, so, you know, obviously everything's more magnified. It, it's two games, but, uh, you know, our backs are against the wall. So, um, you know, we got to make some type of adjustments and um, we have no more margin. And you can hear the frustration in Dave Roberts's voice is yes, this team has been uncharacteristically expanding the zone. They're not working counts. The Dimebacks look more like the Dodgers than the Dodgers look. And you look at this offense as a whole, they've been putrid. They've been awful. They've been a disaster. They've hit 159 in this series. They've gone 10 for 63, 10 for 63 with a double, triple, and a home run. You had the, you had the Peralta double, the Smith triple and the JD Martinez home run. Now let's talk about this offense and why they've been so bad. What has been going wrong with this offense? Well, look, JD Martinez, he had himself a really good game yesterday. He was able to get that home run to get the Dodgers on the board there in the fourth inning. But I do want to talk about that bat that JD Martinez had that I think really hurt the Dodgers chances in this one, because they've had opportunities in the first couple of innings in both of these games and bottom of the first Freeman, he reached on an infield single where he slides into first base and is able to make it. And then a couple batters later, Max Muncy, he draws a two-out walk and runners on first and second. J.D. Martinez, I mean, you're missing fastballs right down the middle of the plate. Four-seam fastball, four-seam fastball, and then you swing strike on a knuckle curve at the bottom of the zone. I think that was an opportunity. Maybe you find a way to chip away at that deficit early on and get some offense going. But really... The issues came later in the game when the Dodgers had those opportunities. And Martinez, like I said, he had a solo shot there in the fourth inning. And there's a reason why J.D. Martinez has a OPS of 967 in the postseason. But just look at the fifth inning there. Altman drew a one-out walk. Rojas hit a single. Betts grounded into the fielder's choice. Freeman struck out looking. Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts haven't hit the ball out of the infield this series. You were talking about $527 million worth of contracts. They have not hit one ball out of the infield against an 84 win Diamondbacks team. That's absolutely unacceptable. You need more from your superstars. That's all there is to it. They are having an awful, awful NLDS. They have to show me something in games three or four. They have to play with some pride. Yes. It's very difficult to hit a baseball. I think it's the hardest thing in all of sports. Save for probably getting into the ring with prime Mike Tyson might be one of the most difficult things there is hitting that baseball with 108 stitches is difficult, but still Freddie free and Mookie have not hit a ball out of the infield. And then you jump to the top of the six. I will say Ryan Brazier going out there, giving up that solo shot to Guriel. It definitely hurt the momentum. It definitely hurt the momentum, but still, the bullpen, that they were phenomenal. And Brazier, he pitched well last night for the most part. But bottom of the sixth inning, Max Muntz gets a one-out single. Martinez gets a single. Back-to-back singles for the Dodgers. And then here's some examples of Dave Roberts pushing the right buttons, pulling the right levers. He has Taylor pinch hit for Jason Hayward against Sal Frank. Taylor, he's able to draw a walk on five pitches. That sets the Dodgers up with the bases loaded. And then another pinch hit opportunity with Kike Hernandez who pinches for David Peralta and Kike Hernandez on a one, two count. He gets on with an infield single to second that scores another run for the Dodgers. That makes it four to two that cuts the deficit in half. And then the at bat that I think changed the series. And another big example of the rookies just not playing as well as we had hoped. One of the big questions entering this series, how will the rookies handle the postseason? How will they handle the bright lights? Hey, Turn that off. It's like the, the Trump thing. Turn it off. The light's too bright. I mean, the, the lights are too bright for these rookies right now. And it was evidence right there in that at bat with James Altman. He could have gone up there blindfolded and not swung at one pitch. And the Dodgers would have scored a run on a bases loaded walk. That would have made it four to three. Instead, he gets up in the count to nothing. He takes a strike, a swinging strike. He offers that a curveball. 
low and away, just absolutely expanding. That's what Dave Roberts is talking about, expanding the zone, okay? And then on the fourth pitch, he takes a ball. That makes it 3-1. and one. And the next two pitches, sinker down the zone. He takes it looking in the sixth pitch. He swings at a sinker bottom of the zone, is an unable to make contact, unable to put the ball in play. At some point, contact is king. At some point, you just got to put the damn ball in play and take your walks. The Dodgers did not do it. And James Altman did not have a great at bat there. And then next batter up, you got Colton Walk. So I've seen people quibble with Dave Roberts's decision to pinch hit Colton Wong in that situation instead of leaving Miguel Rojas in there. Well, a couple of thoughts on that. One, Miguel Rojas did get a hit off a righty and someone who's been swinging a hot bat since really August and September, who's been putting together big league at bats. He got a base hit off a righty and a breaking ball. Maybe you leave him in that game, but on the same token, why the hell is Colton Wong on this team if you're not going to use him in that spot? That was the perfect spot to use Colton Wong, but it also speaks to where the Dodgers are at, where your guy coming off the bench pinch hitting is a guy that was hitting 183 and was DFA'd by two teams. Okay. And Colt Wong did not have a good at bat. Falls behind the count 0-2. Third pitch, he grounds out the Dodgers. They had three hits that inning. Three hits that inning. You had the bases loaded. The bases loaded, and you weren't able to capitalize. Bases loaded, three hits, one run. Okay. Then you jump to bottom of the seventh inning. Mookie, he reaches base on a fielding error. They get a gift. They get an absolute gift. Mookie gets on base. No outs. Like I said, the Dodgers win percentage in the postseason when Mookie bet scores a run is 867. It's almost 900. It's sub 400 when he doesn't score a run. So you got bottom of the seven. You're down two runs. Mookie gets on base. What happens? Can't let Freddie Freeman off the hook. Freddie Freeman hits one off his knee. A bad situation. He ends up grounding into a double play grounds into a double play. They don't get anything. And then it was just bad. Bottom of the eighth, nothing really happening. Bottom of the eighth too. I mean, you get a Martinez walk and then first pitch, another bad at bat. Chris Taylor first pitch. He grounds out grounds into a double play bottom of the ninth. They went out quiet. They went out sad. Another big situation too was Freddie Freeman in the fifth inning, fifth inning, yet another golden opportunity. Freddie Freeman had runners on the corners, runners on the corners. Freddie Freeman strikes out looking jelly leg knees. He's unable to get a hit. So yeah, basically this offense, they've been horrible and they need to do something. They need to show something and save face because this has the potential to go down as one of the most embarrassing losses in Dodgers franchise history. That's where we are at. And I know it feels like we watch this movie every October, save for 2020. But just speaking to Dodgers fans at the stadium, speaking to you guys, it doesn't feel like 2020 was satisfying. It feels like people want to parade. It feels like people want to win where it's a 162-game season where there's attrition. See people out there saying, and I'm not discrediting the 2020 World Series. I still think it counts. I do. still think it's legitimate. I do. But to act like two extra games against the Brewers, a team that won 29 games, is equivalent to playing a full season. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Okay. Just stop. All right. This franchise needs to win a full world series. They need a parade for this team to have the resources, the farm system that they do have the talent that they have. They have underperformed. Just look at what this team has not accomplished in recent years. If you look at the Dodgers, 2019, won 106 games. What happened? You end up getting knocked out in the NLDS. 2021, 106 games, get knocked out in the NLCS. Last year, 111 wins, get knocked out in the NLDS. This year, 100 games, it looks like you get knocked out in the NLDS. Okay? This team is underachieving. They're underperforming. And yes, I do think that Dave Roberts managed a good game. I think that his bullpen management was as good as we've seen it. I think going to bruise dark Grotto when he did, he didn't let, he didn't let Bobby Miller die out there. He stopped the bleeding at three runs, right? And then you go to Brazier, you go to Joe Kelly, who I think Joe Kelly was really outstanding too. I mean, Joe Kelly 
He got five outs. He worked his way out of a bases loaded jam. Evan Phillips, he got four outs. The quartet combined for seven to thirds innings with nine punch outs and only one run allowed. Game one, you had Shelby Miller going two scoreless innings. The Dodgers have their best bullpen in the Andrew Friedman era, and they are squandering it. The Dodgers are fun. The, the bullpen's great. The bullpen, hey, they, they're there on the honor roll, man. They're on the Dean's list. Okay, I'll wear, uh, I mean, the, that, that bullpen is phenomenal, okay? If it's the group project, they're doing all most of it. Okay. They're doing all the group project and the offense and starting pitching is trying to show up 30 minutes late on the day. It's doing trying to write their name on to get an a no the bullpen. They have shown up and they've been exactly what we thought they were going to be. Unfortunately, the offense hasn't showed up. The starting pitching has been historically bad. And now you find yourself in an O two hole and this Dodgers team is reeling. So really my big takeaways are you need Mookie Betts to step up. This is unacceptable from your franchise player. This level of ineptitude is just not going to cut it, okay? And I don't know what the deal is. Major League Baseball is so is a very difficult sport, but still, he needs to step up. Freddie Freeman needs to step up. This team, they're one-two punch at the top. I don't, did, are they still on the layoff? Are we sure that they made the team bus? Are we sure that they're on the flight to Arizona right now because they've been non-existent. And for as bad as this offense has been, the starting pitching, putting them in a deep hole is very problematic as well. And that's something that is concerning because when you're going to the plate, you're pressing and you're seeing this Dodgers team. They're trying to hit 10 run home runs. They're not trying to chip away. They're trying to hit bombs. They are pressing at the plate. They are feeling that nervous energy. And that is not who this Dodgers team is. This Dodgers team is one of the best offenses we've ever seen. They scored 906 runs in the regular season. They were second behind the Braves in home runs, OPS. They were top five of the runs in scoring position. They led the league with two out hits. But this is the postseason when everything is magnified. This is the postseason where last night's loss, we would have forgot about it if it was the middle of July, but not towards the middle of October. And the Dodgers, I want to see a different approach. I want to see a two-out two strike approach. I want to see some shorter swings. I want to see them put the ball in play versus trying to slug your way. And I think that's the big key. This is not who this Dodgers team is. This is, they need to wake up. They need to find a way to get some success early on and find a way to play with a lead. This is a big time front running team. And this is not who these, this is. If you guys, let's get a little inspiration from Rocky Balboa. They need to watch this tonight. Okay. Cause this is not who this Dodgers team is. Play the clip. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, then go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. You're better than that. Is that you? You better than that. You better than that. Come on, Dodgers. You are better than this. And you need to find a way to get something going offensively. Lance Lynn. Maybe Lance Lynn changes the course of the season. Bobby Miller didn't have it. Clayton Kershaw didn't have it. Bobby Miller just struggled to find the zone. Miller threw 52 pitches, 28 first strikes. Okay. The light was too bright. It was just the truth. And they're going to have to do some soul searching. They're going to have to dig deep and find a way to make a series out of this. It starts with game three. Now, like I said, this team, as far as Dave Roberts goes, is it his fault? Do you really put this on Dave Roberts? Me personally, I thought he managed a good game. I will say though, that attitude reflects leadership. Okay. And it feels like every single player is pressing. It feels like, Every single player, save for the bullpen, J.D. Martinez, and a couple examples, every single player is playing with so much pressure. They're tighter than a drum right now, and they're unable to execute and play their game. Now, it has to trickle down from somewhere, and maybe if someone has to fall on the sword at some point, it is Dave Roberts. I think that there'll be 29 other teams out there that would want Dave Roberts as a manager, but if we continue to see 
these performances, if we continue to see these collapses every single year, we watch this movie every single year, save for 2020, right? Scariest movie in October. It isn't The Exorcist. It isn't Halloween. It's the Dodgers playing postseason baseball. The Dodgers in the postseason, that is the scariest movie in October. And save for 2020, this team hasn't been able to get it done. Even in 2017, lost game two, lost game seven at home. Yeah, they cheated. They were probably one to one that series, but still, look, this is a franchise that at one point they were called the bridegrooms. Well, for the most part, the Dodgers have been a bridesmaid and never a bride. And they need to do some soul searching as an organization and get to the bottom of what is happening as far as not being able to have success. We talked about Kershaw's start. We talked about Bobby Miller's start. We talked about how good this bullpen is. And the reality is, look, Cody Bellinger, Corey Seager. Last time I checked, those guys had some big postseason moments. Cody Bellinger had a great year this year. Corey Seager is someone who could have been an iconic Dodgers player. Dodgers offered him $290 million. Jock Peterson is someone who has had his postseason moments. Those are guys who could hit. Kike Hernandez, who's a part of that group, he came through with an infield single yesterday. It feels like the roster construction has been a little soulless. It feels like the roster construction of this team is so hell-bent on maintaining flexibility and not signing guys to long-term deals to the point where you really lose the soul of your farm system to a degree. I don't like seeing Corey Seager having success with the Texas Rangers. Corey Seager could win another world series with the Rangers. And sure. He signed a big deal, 325 million with that team. Yes. He has dealt with injury issues in the past, but the Dodgers, they didn't even offer him $300 million. Corey Seager could have transitioned to third base and been a phenomenal hitter. Corey Seager is someone who can produce in the postseason consistently. I just think that this team is going to learn that if you got some of those guys, you might want to try to do a better job in trying to keep them. And we're seeing it rear its ugly head two years in a row. So it's something that uh, is very concerning. You would hope that this Dodgers team has such a fire underneath the, in their bellies has been absolutely just fighting to get back on the field for game three to try to force a game four. But right now it does not look good. It does look like that we are primed for a disastrous NLDS, but I do think this Dodgers team can still win this series. And one of the reasons why is the bullpen and particularly the bullpen management. So here's my point that the Dodgers, their bullpen is so good and so stacked that Dave Roberts proved last night. He knows how to use them. He knows how to use Bruce Dark Radderall. He knows how to use Ryan Brazier. Brazier gave the home run to Gurriel, went out there an extra inning. Fine. He had his issue, but you can't pin this on the bullpen there. Like I said, honor roll student, give me the bumper sticker. I'll put it on my back. You know, my bullpen is an honor roll student at Dodgers high school. I'm definitely happy to do that. Okay. The bullpen's got it done. Dave Roberts has proven that he can use that bullpen. So if you could get something out of your starting pitcher, if you could get three, four innings out of your starting pitcher, if you get Lance Lynn to go through the order one time and possibly Ryan Pep, you go through the order twice, you could get that win. There is a path to victory, especially with the days off where you could use guys like Joe Kelly, Bruce Dark Gratterall, Shelby Miller, Ryan Brazier, and Evan Phillips, and get to a game four. Dave Roberts has proven that. So that is some reason why that's a, a big reason why I am somewhat optimistic. If you're looking for the Michelada half full, that is one of the big reasons why is to win in the postseason. You need to have a good bullpen and you're looking at starting pitchers going less than four innings. Now that's the trend in major league baseball. And one of the biggest strengths that they have is their bullpen. That is their biggest strength at the moment, quite frankly. And the Dodgers, they have shown they have the ability to use it. So that's definitely a reason why another cause for optimism is this offense. If they start to click, there's so much talent. There's so much ability. We've seen it so many times. This offense is hot and cold. They're, they're Dodger Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, right? And once they go hot, 
they're great at front running. They need to get an early lead. That's all I ask for. I don't care if you have to use Evan Phillips as an opener. Get this team an opportunity to go to the plate with either a lead or have the game tied. That's all I ask. Can I just get that? Okay. Devin says DMAC is legit upset. It took a while. By the way, I read all your comments, guys. By the way, guys, I read all your comments. BC Bob Costas was so clueless saying how Muncie's been great at multiple infield positions defensively. Did Bob say that? Well, wow, I actually saw Bob Costas in the media room and uh, it was pretty, pretty cool. But uh, Michael Carrillo, yeah, you guys are lighting up the comments here. We got this. So yeah, on a scale of one to 10, what's your confidence level that this Dodgers team is going to come back and win this series? Because look, they've won three games in a row. They're very familiar with this Diamondbacks team. You look at the regular season, the postseason. one of the big takeaways that you could have is they're two different sports. Almost. It feels like it's not even the same sport in the regular season versus the postseason because they've had success against gallon. They've had success against Merrill Kelly. And those, the two guys that put together really nice starts that have really helped this Diamondbacks team get out to this two, nothing lead. Now we got an 11 from Jared Mayers. We got a one from Alex. We got a taco King. You guys are lining up that score of the, the comp. Jared Myers is 13. Cesar says 69 arbitrary number. Giggity. We got uh, Dave Roberts starting game three. Dave Roberts starting game three. Okay. You got Doc out there. Bob Costas is a chump. That's from Daniel Ross. Is it funny how when your team loses, you always hate the broadcaster? I'm pretty sure it'd be reversed if it were the other way around. But uh, uh, Hector Munoz, six and a half. I always like when Bob Costas, you remember his line when he was broadcasting, you always say the sacks are juiced <laughs> during the bases loaded jams. A 420 from Boomer Assassin, very common, another arbitrary number. Yeah. And you look at the ERA of this, this stat. Like I said, it's historically bad. Last year, the Dodgers made history with their ineptitude with runners in scoring position, the over 20 slide they were on at one point. But yeah, the ERA is almost unbelievable. A four or five ERA that's higher than Cody Bellinger on 420. And two games, it's just so bad. Now, that is why they're in such a bad hole, right? Is everything that has gone wrong has been almost worst case scenario saving injury. No one could have ever expected that the starting pitching was going to be this bad at worst, maybe three or four runs. You go three innings and you have to have a deep bullpen game. That hasn't even been the case. You've literally, literally have gotten two innings, two innings out of your bulb, out of your starting pitching, two innings out of your starters. And they've allowed nine runs. That is the worst for starters. So we're starting pitchers ERA through the first two postseason games in a series in big league history. That is not the kind of history that you want to make. So that was worst case scenario, right? Well, okay. Starting pitching was bad. We knew they were banged up. We knew Clayton Kershaw was injured to a degree. We knew that Bobby Miller was a rookie in the postseason, and it's still the unknown. It's the great unknown. You don't know what you don't know when it comes to rookies, right? Like turn that off. Lights are too bright, right? You don't know. And until you see it, you just don't know. And fine, that's okay. Decimated by injuries, you lose. Decimated, Tony Gonsolin, Thor was the thud. Julio Rios gets arrested for domestic violence charges, right? We understand what happened to this rotation, right? It's very well documented. But you add the fact that the offense hasn't shown up, and it's been worst case scenario. Four runs through two games. An offense that has been... Absolutely awful. He couldn't hit Sam. fell off a boat hitting 159 this series, 10 for 63. So that's the box number two check. Worst case scenario. And then you look at runners in scoring position. Runners in scoring position through two games, they go two for 12. What did I say on the show yesterday is everyone talks about, yeah, runners in scoring position. You want to see this team come through in the clutch. You don't want to see them strand more traffic on the base passes than the traffic on the four or five freeway on Tuesday at five o'clock. They've done that. Not really this series because they've only created 12 opportunities. This is a team that in the regular season, they had 11 opportunities per game with runners in scoring position, 11 per game, double digits through two games. They have 12. Basically when it comes to offensive production, the Dodgers through two games have done what we've seen them do in one game right throughout the regular season. That's how bad has gone. So starting pitching has been off the, the offense has not shown up. The bullpen has been really good in spots. And that's really the story of this series. But let me know down below in the comment section, would this be the most disappointing postseason loss 
in this run with Andrew Friedman and the Guggenheim group? I think it's a really fair question. I think when you look at this series heading into it, yeah, we know that that Dodgers team with all the rookies, nine rookies making their debut, 16 rookies that contributed. They still won a hundred games, but I think the way they're losing, they're going out sad and you still have tons of talent. There is no reason why Michael Creo says, yeah, obviously I think 2019 still really hurts with the nationals. Then you had a really good team there, but that team went on to win the world series. I think 2022 was bad. I think 2022 you had a really good team as well. And the Dodgers are making history in all the wrong ways. And unfortunately last year, they became the only team to win 111 or more games and not make it to the NLCS. Now heading into game four, a couple of thoughts here. Now I want to read your comments here about is, would this be the most disappointing? I think there's no doubt about it. I think that this would be rock bottom. This would be a new low. And like I said, does Dave Roberts deserve to be fired because of this? No, Dave Roberts isn't up there expanding the zone trying to hit home runs on every pitch, trying to swing for their fences, trying to swing out of your shoes and grounding into double plays. Dave Roberts isn't doing that, but I will say that it's much easier to replace your manager who's getting five, six, $7 million per year than Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts and some of these superstars, right? And if heads are going to roll and you're going to try to make a change, that's where it would be. And of course, Mookie and Freddie, they're great. I think there's a world where Mookie and Freddie come through in this series. Look, you're not eliminated. The fact that you still have another crack at this thing means things can change. Okay. This Dodgers team can come back and win this series. I've got news for you. There is a universe where that does take place. Is it likely? No. Is it possible? Yes. Okay. There is a path. It's possible. It can happen. I urge Dodgers fans in Arizona. Dodgers fans have been outstanding this entire series, this entire year. They lead the league in attendance, almost 4 million per year. They've been great. I urge you all to go to Arizona and support your boys in blue because this series isn't over. And that's what Bobby Miller said after the game. He said that they're not done yet. And I still believe that they will. And I think, but if you're going to get to a game five, you're going to get to game four. You want to see the improvement. Bobby Miller in game five, you need to see that breaking ball be more effective. And they can't just be sitting on the fastball. This Dimebacks team, you got to tip your cap a little bit. You have to give them some credit for going out there and not expanding the strike zone for going out there and not making it easy for these pitchers. You see them bunting. You see them using the stolen base. I mean, they are doing everything they should be doing to knock off this Dodgers team. They are playing to their weaknesses. And that is what you want to see them do. We got not done until tomorrow. Ron Tirico. Okay. That was cold. Uh, Mikey blue heading to Arizona. I urge the Dodgers fans to protest and stop going to the game and supporting subpar. That's from Dustin Dugan. No, don't ever do that. Support your Dodgers. Okay. This is a franchise that is Dodgers blues, right? I mean, we've had our lean years. It took them a long time, lost seven times before winning that world series. Right? So look, you got to support this Dodgers team. We got Jim Griffey jr. By the way, great name, Jim Griffey D Mac hosting a Dodgers therapy session. Lord knows we need this. Thanks, Doug. Hey, I got you, man. Hey, I'm your shoulder to cry on. Okay. Because it works. It cuts both ways. I need you guys as much as you need me. We're going to get through this journey together. Dem bums. There we go. Dustin Dugan. Be nice. And Mookie bunted. Look, that's not their MO. I don't think that you could look at last night's game and say, Oh, if they bunted here, that'd be the difference. He bunted there. That'd be the difference. The difference is the quality of at bats. James Alba, not taking his walk. Max Muncy striking out, missing his pitch on three in one expanding the zone. I mean, there's multiple instances that I could get into. We could talk about it all day long. I mean, that is the issue. It's like, look at the bottom of the eighth inning, bottom of the eighth inning, Max Muncy, he's up three Oh, in the count, then three, one, he takes a strike looking down the fifth pitch. Muncy missed his pitch. Muncy swung at that one. He missed. That was a fastball, middle, middle. Now in the next pitch, he chases a fastball out of the zone. Okay. We can absolutely pinpoint the issues with this offense. You're missing pitches that you typically hit. Shut up. Watch. You're missing pitches that you typically hit. And then you're offering at pitches out of the zone. That is not what makes this team great. I, look, everyone talks about, yeah, let's not bring up regular season stats when it comes to the postseason. And absolutely. I agree with you on that, but I think it's a, important to note that if the Dodgers had this approach throughout the entire regular season where they're expanding the zone, they're not working accounts. You're swinging for the fences. You're not having good at bats. If they had the approach that they've had 
in these two games against the Diamondbacks for an entire 162 game season, they wouldn't be in the postseason. They wouldn't score 900 runs. They wouldn't be in the top five in every single offensive category and right behind the Braves and most, right? This team has just gone away from their identity, right? And that's what's most frustrating. Play the Rocky clip again, man. I mean, just play it one more time. And that uh, you, you're better than that. By the way, I think that Rocky should have won Academy Award for Creed. I really do. I think the best supporting, I think he should have won that for Creed. I was really looking forward to his acceptance slur. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, look, I think this Dodgers team, they can still win this series. I do want to talk about, about game three and not having Ryan Yarbrough on the team. And Ryan Yarbrough is someone that throws strikes. He's someone that works in the zone. Him as a lefty, he can hold runners. At this point, with your starting pitching as bad as it has been. They have not performed at all. I think not having Ryan Yarbrough talked to him in the clubhouse yesterday. He's a guy who's ready to go. He's a guy that if you sent someone to the IL, I mean, the odds of you making the NLCS are not in your favor. So the way the rules work, if you send someone to the IL, they can't be used for the next series. Ryan Yarbrough, so he is someone that throws strikes. And yes, he puts the ball in play. And the Dodgers, they don't like that. They don't like the ball in play because when the ball goes in play, you have the variance. But still, the command has been so off, it would have been nice to have him as an option, especially when you look at how well the big five is pitching. We got the Dodgers can still win. Absolutely. They ain't running. Who cares? We got, yeah, but the strikes, it's the strike throwing. And you're still seeing some key stolen bases. I mean, you're still seeing Corbin Carroll who's been great. Corbin Carroll has been better than Mookie and Freddie combined. And he's a rookie. Okay. That can happen. So for that, for this team to get back on the schneid and get a game three, win, the offense needs to find a way to get an early lead, this is a big time front running team. They're not a team that likes to come back in games. You've had comeback wins this year. You have, there's no doubt about that, but this team is at its best when the offense is consistently putting pressure on the pitching staff, consistently putting pressure on the opposing bullpen. And when they trail and they're playing with a deficit, that's when you start to see the offense start pressing. And that's when you see the at-bat quality go down. So number one thing, either get a lead or at the very least, give them an opportunity to go to the plate when the score is zero to zero. We have not think about this in two games, two games, we have 18 innings, two games. The Dodgers have not been to the plate when the score is zero to zero. Just comprehend that for a second, how insane that is. The Dodgers have not had a lead in this series. So finally get an early lead. That's a big key one. Two, Lance Lynn has to find a way to work the edges of the plate. He can't be missing out over the plate. You don't want to get into a situation where you're giving up home runs and it's BP in Arizona. It's getting into the pool. For some reason, it doesn't kind of almost feel like Lance Lynn's going to go out there and pitch a good game. Doesn't it feel like Lance Lynn is going to find a way knowing that he's got that dog in him. Woof, woof, woof. He's got that dog in him. Lynn's sanity is going to go out there, eat some innings and have a good game. It just feels like that in my bones. It feels like, we thought Bobby Miller was going to be great. He wasn't. Thought Kershaw was going to be at the very least serviceable. He wasn't. Everyone thought Lance Lynn is the one that you wanted to put a barbed wire fence around that pitcher's mound. You want to keep him a hundred feet away from that pitcher's mound, but maybe he's the guy that changes the course of this series. And you get Ryan Pepio, who my bold prediction heading into this series that was that Ryan Pepio was going to be the best rookie. So maybe that changes the Dodgers' fortune because let's keep mapping this out. If the Dodgers win game three, then you put the Diamondbacks in a situation where they're a young and inexperienced team. Closeout games are the hardest. You got to get that closeout game. And when you consider the youth of the Diamondbacks, you consider the fact that if you go into a game four, I'm sure there'll be Dodgers fans there. I'm sure there will be pressure on that Diamondbacks team, knowing that if they lose that game, they have to go back to Dodgers stadium 
in front of 50,000 fans, and the Dodgers are going to do everything they can to avoid an embarrassing NLDS loss against the Diamondbacks, and they're going to give it their all to win that game. So it's winning game three is very possible. I think the Dodgers are going to have a potential pitching advantage because fought if that's who they go with, he hasn't been good this year. They have two frontline starters, but other than that, it's a big, big drop off from a Zach Allen to fought, right? And then you get into a situation where this team is too talented to face a Merrill Kelly and a Zach Callen again and get shut down. That's not going to happen. So you just have to win game three. And I do think there is a pretty decent chance that you find a way to come back and win this series. It is not impossible. This Dodgers team has a lot of talent. Doc's proven he can manage the bullpen. The offense can only get better. They're going to wake up at some point. It's that meme where the guy's poking the thing with the stick and saying, do something. That's what we need to see with this Dodgers offense. So it's possible. And then look, Clayton Kershaw, could he pitch worse than he did in game one? It's only up for everywhere. From Other than the bullpen, it's only up from every single unit. It's only up for starting pitching. It's only up for the bats. They can only get better. The key, though, is this team needs that big inning. You know, sometimes you need to blow out. Sometimes you need a blowout win, man. Basketball, football, hockey. Sometimes you need to go out there and just bludgeon your opponent. We saw what happened in 2020 when they came out there and they got the big 11 run first inning against the Braves. Sometimes you need that FU inning, that FU game saying, you know what? We're not going out like punks. Get that easy win and you can breathe because this team is too tight. They're not playing loose. If you get that one big game, one big inning, that could change this series. The more I talk about it, the more I think it's a realistic possibility. So right now I want to focus on you guys on the comments. So keep lighting up those comments and we will dive right into these. And we got uh, Puka. Naku- okay. We got some uh, Rams. So interesting. We got, you guys are lighting up the comments here. I see. Would be shocked if they come back. They need hitting and pitching. This is from Verdell Newsome. They haven't proven they can focus enough to win three. Yeah, but I also think, too, I just want to say that you could see the tables turn. You could see the roles reversed. Whereas the executive for the Diamondbacks yesterday, he was saying that this is a Diamondbacks team. They're playing with house money, that they're playing with nothing to lose. Now they have something to lose. Now you don't want to be a team that blows a 2-0 lead. Now they're the ball's in their court. Now the Dodgers are like, okay, this is a formality. Let's take this L. Now the Dodgers might be able to line up. Also not playing in front of that Dodger stadium crowd that we know a lot of nervous energy. And it's just because you love them. Just being nervous means you care, right? Being nervous is good. I don't care what walk of life it is. Tom Brady said that the minute that he ran out of that field and he didn't feel like he was going to throw up and he didn't have butterflies was when he knew it was time to retire. Nervous means you care. Dodgers fans were nervous because they knew it was at stake last night. We got to Corbin has ice in his veins. That's from Boomer Assassin. Yeah, give Corbin Carroll a lot of credit. By the way, you guys know that he was supposed to go to UCLA. I think he should have. But Corbin Carroll, four postseason games for the Diamondbacks. Seven hits, six runs, five walks, four RBI, four wins, three extra base hits, two home runs. Only one other player in big league history has reached all those numbers over any four-game span in postseason history. That was Lou Gehrig. When in from 1928 to 1932, Lou Gehrig. Okay. So, Hey, Corbin Carroll special. There's no doubt about that. Uh, we got, uh, doc needs to break a bat like Bo Jackson to get this, these guys motivated. Yeah. I think look, that's something that I'm watching for. I think any Dodgers fans that are willing to basically, you know, tell this team that their season's over to basically post the thank you fans me, which I think is hilarious. I've seen people make one that says F you fans, which I think is even more hilarious. You still got another game. You're not eliminated. Now it's a must win. Now I'm okay with calling it a must win because mathematically this could be it. Right. But still this team has lots to play for. And you bring up a really good point. There is that what is the message going to be for Dave Roberts? what will his message be to this team? He likes to keep it even keel. He knows the ups and downs of major league baseball. And there's no doubt about that. But at some point you just got to go out there and execute. I remember when, when I had Ron say on the show and he told me, I was asking, Hey, Hey, Hey Ron, there was that, uh, there was that big speech that 
that that Tommy Lasorda gave and he the media heard it after er, you guys fell down two games to nothing in the 1981 World Series. Do you remember that speech? How much did it fire you guys up? Ron Say was like, yeah, at that point of the season, we were pretty much all tuning out Tommy Lasorda. We weren't even listening. We're all doing our own thing. These are big leaguers is my point. If you need Dave Roberts to light a fire under you, then this ain't for you. And the reality is Freddie Freeman's a champion. Mookie Betts is a champion, right? There's all-stars. There's Hall of Famers on this team. There are champions on this team that know what it takes to win these types of series. But I will say one of my favorite quotes from Tommy Lasorda is, there are three types of baseball players. Those who make it happen, those who watch it happen, and those who wonder what happens. I just want to see this Dodgers team go out there and burn the boats and give it every single thing they have. Don't wonder what could happen. You could be in a position where you're facing the Phillies and you go to the World Series. I mean, this team could have a dream run. They lack the starting pitching. Probably. Is that going to be their death knell? Most likely. But still, it's not over. But a couple more here, and we will let you guys enjoy the rest of your day. Hope you feel a little better. Like I said, if this offense wakes up, the bullpen has been great. If you get a lead, you win a game. Pressure goes back to the Diamondbacks. You're going to get a better performance from Clayton Kershaw. You're going to get a better performance from Bobby Miller because it's only up from there. Don't let this Dodgers team get hot, Diamondbacks. That's my warning to you. Do not let this Dodgers team get hot. You better go for the throat. If the Dodgers get a win, play with some confidence. That is what this team does. They know how to play when they're front running. The Dodgers are going to be dangerous if they win game three. And I think they're going to go out there and win game three. They're not going to get swept. If they get swept, I'd be so disappointed. I'd be somewhat shocked. But I think that going on the plane, that galvanizes the group. Backs against the wall, that galvanizes the group. You saw in 2020 what this team was able to do. Okay? You saw this year through a lot of adversity, a tumultuous season, what they were able to do. There's too much talent on this team to go out like punks, and I don't think they're going to do that. Uh, Robert disagrees with me, though. He says, sorry, DMAC, this series is over. This team doesn't hit in the postseason. You're not accepting reality. Look, I am accepting reality. There's a world where they get swept for sure. <laughs> I've given you all the facts. I've broken it down. I told you this is historically a bad starting rotation through two postseason games. This team pales in comparison to what they were during the regular season and the in, in the postseason. They, they, they're not the same team, right? So I get it. I, there's no doubt about it, but there's only up from here, right? There is only up from here based on how bad they've been. And this Diamondbacks team, let's not act like the Diamondbacks are the 1927 Yankees. Okay. Let's not act like they're the mid nineties team formerly known as the Indians. Now the guardians, right? This is not some juggernaut of a Diamondbacks team. This is a team that's playing well. They're doing good. Joe mama D Mac for manager. I'm down, but I want to be manager player and coach. I think I could give, I could, I could pinch hit last night. I could have gotten a base hit. I would have laid a bunt down, squeeze bunt. Uh, there's always a new bottom. D-Mac is from Michael Carrillo. Let's go Dodgers. D-Mac is not only this year. It has, these comments are flying today, Jordan. We got how many people we got? We got a, we got a, we got a, we got a nice bunch in the stream. I like it. We get uh, everyone cancel their spectrum. If they don't win Beerus, Selma. Okay. You guys are trying to really feel it. Diane D-Mac, you owe us a shoey from last night. Hey, <laughs> A shoey and a loss. I don't know about that. And honestly, it's kind of early. But uh, how about if they win game three, you're getting a shoey. How about that? DMAC for game three starter. I go out there, could perform better than what we saw the first couple of games, most likely. We got the Dodgers need to sign postseason performers like Randy Arozarena. That's from Michael Creel. I mean, didn't I give you a spiel about Corey Seeger? Why they let him go? Cody Bellinger. Even in 2021, Cody Bellinger struggling, got that base hit against the Giants. I think Cody Bellinger is pretty interesting. James Altman, he's, James Altman's really struggled. James Altman has really, really struggled. It looks like the moment is a little too big so far. A little too big so far. I still believe in James Altman. Like I said, you guys want the Dodgers shows and podcasts that are always going to look through everything through the blue colored lenses and just be sunshine pumpers. I'm not going to do that. I'm also not going to be overly negative. I'm just trying to be as fair as I possibly can. Reality is not always rainbows. No, no, there's no don't. I don't want to hear the Choketober and the James Chokeman, none of that stuff. But the reality is that this team has underperformed and they need to find a way 
to get this to be at the very least a respectable series. But we'll do a couple more comments here and then we will let you guys enjoy the rest of your day. By the way, apologize to your bosses. I know I'm hurting productivity in the workplace, but uh, hey, Dodger baseball, that's more important. Everyone thinks that baseball is just a game and this and that. Look, baseball is not a matter of life and death. It's more important than that. Let's be honest here. But you look at James Altman, this series in the postseason hasn't been good, has not been good. James Altman so far, he's 0 for 5, three strikeouts. Really, only players with two hits are J.D. Martinez, two for six. Will Smith, he's two for eight. Miguel Rojas, two for four. Other than that, Freddie, one for six. Kike, one for four. Muncie, one for seven. Betts, 0 for seven. Betts is 0 for DS. That needs to change. But we'll be back later, guys. And we'll do, let's do five more comments. Do a little walk-off shot right here. And keep, keep, uh, keep blowing up the comment section, guys. If you have not yet, be sure to subscribe to the channel. Hit that like button. If you want your Dodgers to win game three, Hit that like button. Throw that out there into the universe, out into the ether. But a couple more comments here, and we will we'll head out of this one, okay? And so we got uh, there. We go. We need to get a bigger comment section. Uh, we got uh, don't want. Oh, we got no heart in this team, Danny. I don't want to see champagne celebrates for winning the NOS ever. I like that point too. It's the regular season. It's the regular season. I, I, moving forward, how are we supposed to feel next year if the Dodgers win 100 games? Ray, yay, good job, cool. I mean, really, how are we supposed to feel when we have a crazy August and is that? I mean, we've been there, we've done that, right? What's left for this franchise is to win in October, to win the World Series in a 162 game season. Uh, we got uh, Kiro pocket uh, DMAC. Who's your game changer player in game three? Great question. I think it has to be Lance Lynn. I think Lance Lynn has to set the tone. We need one of these starting pitchers to set the tone and give this offense an opportunity to get things going. I think that Mookie Betts, we've seen in the past. He's such a talented player. I'm hoping that that's Mookie Betts. I'm looking squarely at the face of Marcus Lynn Betts because MLB has been MIA. I think he's going to be a game changer. I think JD Martinez is going to continue to hit. Wouldn't be surprised if it was Will Smith, but I'm looking at Mookie Betts. He's too talented. He's too good. You need Freddie Freeman to step up, but give me Mookie Betts. Give me Mookie Betts. Get a double in the gap. Get a home run. Hasn't home run since the 2021 NLDS. And I'm just saying that because I'm trying to LeVar Ball manifest this. Okay, but give me Lance Lynn as well. Lance Lynn, give me a... I think he's going to impress. I really do. I think that for some reason, baseball is so weird that it ends up being Lance Lynn of all guys Sir Lancelot going out there and changing this series. I also think Ryan Pepio is going to go out there and perform well, but a couple more. How was the energy? It was great. I need a beer to calm these damn nerves from Steven Munoz. We got to, I just hate how not even Dodgers fans respect the team. We can win 100 games a year, but nobody is ahead of us anymore. Uh, send me a bobblehead from Daniel. We got to Outman. I'm not going to read that one. Why isn't Seager a Dodger for life? Adam A18. I mean, amen. Amen. We're in a mind melt. I mean, it was talking about it earlier. It hurts to see it. We got uh put the ball in play. That's it. That's a big thing, too. That would have helped you in the last game, right? Put the ball in play. But look, I will say right now, plant my flag. I'm gonna plant my flag and say the Dodgers will win game three. I could be wrong, but I just feel like there's too much talent on this team to go out sad. I think the Dodgers find a way to scratch and claw and win game three or else I just don't know this team. And they truly did get space jammed. They get space jammed and their powers were taken away from them and we're going to have to investigate something. But I think the Dodgers are going to win game three. I think Lance Lynn is going to pitch a lot better than most people expected. I don't want to see the Jordan crying memes already. I don't want to see the thank you fans memes already. It's too early. I don't want to see the Kevin James shrugging hands in pocket memes saying that the Dodgers won't let us down again, which I think is hilarious. I've seen that online as well, but that is going to do it for this episode of Dodgers dugout live. Appreciate you rock with us here in the morning. If you haven't yet subscribed to the channel, hit that like button. If you want your Dodgers to win, I think they will win. If we get 500 likes, I'm just saying, Okay, got to feed that algo. I appreciate you guys. Best fans in the game. Like I said, we're going to do some episodes where you do just comments, but your comments are very much appreciated. We're going to take the best ones, maybe reading for the next show, but keep plugging away. We appreciate you guys. Best fans in the game. We got 
Hector, thank you, DMAC. Thank you. We got Boomer Assassin. Lintz is getting lit up. Um, we got, uh, yeah, we're going to have to find a way to read these because you guys are lighting it up, man. It's going fast, fast around here. Lintz is now the ace. Thanks, DMAC. Ron Driga. Yeah, imagine that. Imagine that. Imagine what I was having the debate that Lance Lynn should have been the game one starter, right? I mean, it's pretty hilarious. But thanks again, guys. See you next time. Remember, win or lose, we could be talking about something else. We're talking about baseball. Talking about losing baseball is better than not talking about baseball at all. Nothing brings it together quite like Dodger baseball. We got someone from the Netherlands. Coder Bear, appreciate you. Choke him on the bat for ex-killers. Dookie Butts. Okay, that's a bruh from Rod Wilson out there. But thank you so much for joining us, guys. Remember, if you haven't yet, subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell. Hit that like button. And until next, my name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on the X and Instagram and TikTok at DMAC underscore LA. Thank you for Super Producer Jordan. And until next time, think blue, bleed blue, and I'm out. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Bring them home. 